the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Gather round. It's time for your real estate chalk talk with the Hitner Group at Coldwell Banker Burning. Listen closely as your coaches discuss the culture, the economy, and the political scene, and how it affects your home and your real estate investments. Real Estate Chalk Talk is where you learn the science of buying and selling real estate and the art of living in your home. Your education begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey there, welcome to the program. This is your Real Estate Chalk Talk. We're broadcasting live from the legendary Rack Shack Barbecue Studio here in Egan, Minnesota. Hittnergroup.com, H-I-T-T-N-E-R group, all one word. Hitnergroup.com, 612-627-8000, 612-627-8000. That's the big number to call. We'd be happy to have a conversation with you about your real estate needs, all with no cost and absolutely no obligation. All right, so we're coming into uh, G. Willikers. What is it today? First day of August is uh, the broadcast date for the show. First day of August. God, that's crazy. Hard to believe. What a wonderful July it has been, though. Really? Why? Well, yeah. Well, we had a terrific, think about it, you had a 4th of July was normal, lots of parades, lots of fireworks, people out and about, it was fantastic, weather yeah. was gorgeous, it was it was good. The whole month has been, weather-wise, yeah, it's been a little bit hot, love it, right? Uh, it's been terrific, people are at the parks doing, you know, jamming them, the parks, mm-hmm. Uh Leaving a, a little dirty. It's uh, had some reports on that that they kind of trash them and they leave. So if you're going heading up to the parks, please be respectful, and uh, you know leave it in better shape than the way you found it would be much appreciated. And uh, you know we were busy. The restaurant's been busy. Lots and lots of catering. Lots of weddings. It's been a terrific month from uh, that standpoint. Sold a few houses. Um, you know it's just been good all, all the way around. Just been good. And now. To wind up the weekend or the month with a weekend like this, weatherwise, a little smoke from Canada uh, in the air. But Boy. other Easy, than that, right? yeah, yeah, I mean, I I didn't realize it uh, yesterday. I was driving around and, and out and about, and it's like, geez, where's all this? I thought there was something wrong with my eyes, <laughs> uh, right? But not really. So we have. Uh, you got anything you want to add before I dive in? Otherwise, it's going to be I'm Nope, diving. it's good to be back. Okay, Calvin so, Koenig, ladies uh, and gentlemen, back in Out the, in little Vegas and uh, Atlanta and just everywhere with hoops, but we're done now. Hmm. Hey, did you see last night Jalen Suggs picked fifth overall NBA draft, Orlando Magic, so congrats for the Suggs family. So that's the that's the AU program that my son plays for, so it's kind of fun nice. to watch them on TV last night. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, congrats to him, so. He's uh, sponsored now by Adidas. Picked up a bunch of endorsements. It's oh, crazy. Boy. Just like that. How much money these guys are Instant worth before they? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Before they ever step foot on the floor, they're set. Set. Yeah. They're doing well. Yeah. Crazy. Good for them. So yeah. So congrats to Jalen and Suggs family. 
Okay, I'm Keith Hittner, Sr., and we are here with Eric Thuringer, and we are going to talk about, Eric is, just as a matter of introduction, mm-hmm. Eric is a former Marine, right? Yes, sir. And, and uh, I like that. Yes, sir, I like that a lot. Um, <laughs> former Marine, and, and uh, uh, you came out of the Marine Corps what year? 80, uh, 91. 91. Yep. And what, tell me about that. So you come out of the Marine Corps and transition into civilian life. Just kind of tell me about that. <laughs> yeah. So I had actually enlisted in 87. I went in in 1987. Ironically, I went There's in. There's a cough button there, Kelvin. Yeah. It's the red one. Right it's after, the red one. Right after. Sorry, I'm dying. A little cold in here. <laughs> we'll make it through. Yeah. We'll, we'll make it through. It through. It's, you can blame it on the Canadians. So, I am blaming it on the Canadians. Uh, you know, I actually went into boot camp about three weeks after I saw Full Metal Jacket in the movie theater. So, okay. Um, so that was the time period I went in. I served uh, during the Gulf War era, and I transitioned out. Uh, about August of 1991, used my GI Bill, and I went to film school in okay. Southern California. So film I, school. Film school. So right. I was kind of an anomaly there. There weren't a lot of veterans or Marines in film school. So mm-hmm. I started off at Orange Coast College in Costa Mesa, California, and then I got accepted to the University of Southern California. So I went to USC's film program, number one film school in the world. It was absolutely amazing. And, and so what was your hope for outcome there what was your goal there? i wanted to direct movies okay i'm just a huge movie fan so right, i, I really. love movies my goal was to direct movies um you know i went to school with people like kevin feige who's now the president of marvel studios he's responsible for the whole marvel uh avengers okay. everything going on there uh chris bell he was a director of bigger stronger faster a stereo yep. doc- yep. documentary uh rick famu was in our class too he just directed a few episodes of the mandalorian so do you know these guys now? I, I well i do i you still I've stay known, in touch with them or? uh with chris bell was just on my podcast okay so i'll be getting rick and kevin on soon that is okay. the goal so okay. i have other goals too all right yeah uh but you know i started working in, it's not that they see in the street and they kind of hold their hand up over uh, their face like that and walk no. walk the other well direction. not that i'm aware of yeah, yeah, not that probably. i'm aware <laughs> there's probably a lot of people that do that yeah. so yes maybe they do um, you know, I started working in the post-production side of the film industry right, actually during my time at USC. So I became what was called a vault manager, and I worked at a company that was working on the special effects for Independence Day. Okay. And so really? that, way back in the day, yeah, that was the Great. first job out of uh, um, college that I had. Huh. And so I ran the vault, and we had, I don't know, seven or eight people in there. We handled all the elements that came in for these movies, for TV commercials, for, for shows, everything. And uh, and it was a great experience. Mm-hmm. And, and what were you doing? Like literally, are you cutting film, putting stuff together? Or what so you... at that point, they were digitizing film in. So we would clean the film when it would come in, okay. and we would prepare it for editorial sessions. Okay. So a lot of the footage that came in, like for Independence Day, right. then that would be the film would be cleaned, prepared for the sessions, and then it would be pretty much put into a uh, program where they could operate on that and do the the digital compositing okay. and all that type of work. And so, so the the company that I worked for at that time was called Pacific Ocean Post, and they did the bulk of the effect shots for that movie. Oh, um, so there right. was a lot of different houses involved with it, but they had the bulk of it. And that was that put them on the map. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I worked there maybe for th- four years. Okay. And then they had sold the company. There were some layoffs at that point. And then I started working back in the industry in a DVD company. And then at that point, uh, my wife, we'd been married 10 months. She was diagnosed with cancer, and I left the industry. Came back later, okay. but I was her caregiver overnight. Okay, and so did that. Then I got back into the film industry and became the VP of a media company out there. We ran that for about seven years, and then I started my company, Think Great. And then what what led you to do that? 
So, and how did you wind up here in Minnesota? Yeah, I know, what a crazy. I know right? from California, right? right? Yeah. Well, when I was at the media company, I started to apply a lot of the techniques I learned in the Marine Corps. So that military training and development mm-hmm. to the team there. And I started to create programs to help us to grow. So I started off entry level there. And within a year and a half, I was their VP. And we grew to over 300%. But the amazing part, we didn't just grow our annual sales revenue, which which we did, over 300%. But we minimized all mistakes. We almost had none. We went from 15% errors to 0.35. Almost with the same team. And so what we had done wow. is started to train and develop the people. So we trained them to do their jobs better, but we developed them as leaders. Everybody mm-hmm. from the owner to the driver. And when you have that level of success, people start saying, you know, how did you do that? Mm -hmm. Can you help me? And so I started to think, you know, maybe there's more to life than the media world. Right. And so I was at a coffee shop in California one day and I wrote, think great on a napkin. And I said, I just want to teach people to think differently during tough times. I had been a caregiver for my wife through multiple battles of cancer, which continued on and her challenges have continued. And, I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I realized a lot of it went around goal setting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And so I started to teach people some techniques on goal setting because goal setting for Jean and I were very important when she was sick. Yeah, you know, We would set a goal and I would get her to look into the future. Mm-hmm. And so she had a tough challenge right now, but the future looked better. And so goal setting helped us out a lot wow. with that. And what yeah. window is the future to you? Say again? What window is the future? Is that six months? Is that a, uh, one month? Is that five years? Or what is that? You know, I think that we can control our next 90 days. Okay. And so I always encourage people on the goal setting side, whether it's personal or professional, yep. to look far out. You know, where do you want to be in five years? Mm-hmm. And, and that could be hard to identify, especially mm-hmm. nowadays. And then we break that down and say, okay, if you want to be here in five years, what does it look like in three years? Mm-hmm. And then what does it look like for the next year? And if we can get them to map out the next year, then we can break that year into quarters. Right. And so we go on what I call a 90-day run. So when I coach individuals or I coach leaders or sales teams or leadership teams or companies as a whole, we break it down into 90-day blocks. So it's not so overwhelming. Yeah, actually, I think a five-year plan is easier than a 90-day plan. <laughs> yeah, because it's easier to say, well, I want to... I yeah. want to do all these things. Yeah, the next right. 90 days. I want to have a yacht in five years. Right. You know, and, and I want I want this, I want that. That's right. I want that. A lot of I wants. Yeah. Not a lot of how I'm going to's. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, in that five years that's is what very. That's forces on the 90 days, though. Yeah. Right? That's, that's right. It forces you to act. Right. That five years or three years is very strategic. Mm-hmm. But the 90 days is tactical, and that's where people struggle. Okay. Can we map out, can we, you know, carpe diem, can we seize the day? Mm-hmm. Can we seize each day and seize 90 of them together? So boot camp in the Marine Corps was about 90 days. Mm. So I saw what they could do to a a human being in 90 days. We could transform into a warrior when we had come from here. Yeah. So, you know, I was When I was reading your stuff, we have to go out to break and Mm -hmm. I want to come back. But when I was reading your stuff, I was online kind of looking at your website. And I saw that 90-day thing there. Mm. And it struck me because there are... I have the same thing, and I didn't even realize that there's 90 days. If someone comes in to me as a new that's, agent, in in 90 days, right. either you're going to be an agent or you're not going to be an agent, and I know what you got to do. we got to head out the break. I'll be right back after these messages. This is your Real Estate Chalk Talk. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. 